With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. technical difficulties on the um, line, but stay tuned. We have a special guest that will be joining us in a few minutes. We're going to give them time to take care of those problems, and we will be right back with you all. Again, we have a New York Times bestselling author, Omar Tyree, who will be on here discussing his new screenplay, uh, Fly Girl, and I know a lot of you have been paying attention and hearing about it, so we're looking forward to the discussion with him. Um, Omar Tyree, are you on the line? Yeah, thanks. Uh, first, I had uh, difficulties, but now I've been on here for about the last five minutes. I had to call right back in, but we're ready to rock and roll. All right. I thank you for joining the show. I understand when we have those technical problems. Trust me, I do relate. Yeah. So are you having a great day? Yeah, it's a beautiful day in Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, I'm out here with my son's dog. You know, so you guys, mm-hmm. he's, he's far enough away from it where you can't hear him, you know. But, yeah, I'm out oh, here relaxing. Okay. Yep. okay, okay. Well, again, I just want to first say thank you for being a guest on the show. Um, I've been a fan of your work for years. <laughs> so, I like, honestly, your book, Fly Girl, introduced me into urban literature. Like, that was, like, my first urban book that I read. And from there, yeah. <laughs> 
to just launch something else. So I'm so excited to be um, talking to you. And I know that you're working on a screenplay for Fly Girls. So can you tell me I'm and listeners a little bit about I'm that? Not, I'm not, or you have. I'm not working on it. It's done. It's done. It, people yeah. keep saying working right. on it. I'm not working on it. It's done, and it's on sale at Amazon.com. Uh, you can jump on there. Fly Girl, the epic screenplay by Omar Tyree. This fancy-looking blue cover with the two earrings, the triangle-shaped earrings. It's been done since December, and uh, I had a lot of Hollywood people that they're so busy they didn't want to read it. So I'm like, no, dude, I'm not going wow. to sit on a screenplay when I'm ready to move forward. So that's why I put it out to let the people know that I'm ready to rock and roll and then push that thing forward. So, yeah, it's route, it's out and ready to roll. I'm going to cut it down some, but it's the exact same play that we're going to be shooting. Okay. Um, now, I remember yeah. um, that it had been talked about for some time about this movie, which, of course, like everyone who's a fan of the um, book is looking forward to it. Um, do you have any actors in mind? Because I remember uh, at one time there was talk that Sanaa Lathan would be playing Fly, um, Tracy from the um, book. So, who um, do you have in mind currently for the roles? Well, I want to let everybody know, Sinai Lathan was attached to the older vehicles. There's three Fly Girl books. For the Love of Money is the sequel. Boss Lady is the trilogy, when the woman was older. And since Hollywood, they don't really trust young black vehicles, they wanted to use mm-hmm. Sinai Lathan for the older vehicle. But what happened was when they were calling around for directors, all of the directors knew that the younger vehicles what everybody fell in love with. And so the directors were like, if you're not shooting a younger vehicle, I'm not interested. And so then, you know, the partners had to look at it again. That's Lionsgate. They had to look at it again and say, okay, they all want the younger vehicle. And once it got reverted back to the younger book, they didn't have a screenplay done. And I waited, you know, an extra three years after waiting the first two years and they still don't have a screenplay done, and that's why I went ahead and wrote it myself. Now, I was going to play team ball and allow them to write the screenplay, and then I would have been advising and consulting on it. But when they never wrote the screenplay, I said, well, let me go ahead and put my ideas together. And I always had my ideas, but, you know, I was going to let the so-called professionals do their thing. Uh, but now mm-hmm. that the professionals didn't, I went ahead and did my thing, and it's definitely an excellent screenplay. Wow, Okay. Um, like I said, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing it on the screen. Like um, for those who well, yeah, you asked me. You asked me about you asked me about other stars. Uh, right now, of course, you you got to get those guys with their schedule. You know, so that's going to mm-hmm. be a hindrance trying to get everybody to map out with the same schedule. You you never know if you know you're dealing with Hollywood people and when they have television shows and other screen you know right. uh, opportunities and all that. But I, I got. Sh- Yara Shahidi as uh, Fly Girl. I got Holly Berry as her mother, Patty. And I got Zendaya as Mercedes. And so all three of them, if I could get all three of them on board, everybody else would be new casted people or less known people that fit. But those would be the three headliners uh, on the vehicle. Okay. All right. And now I want to go back just a little bit. Um, can you tell me about, like, um, where the idea, like, um, for Flagger came from? Was that someone that you knew, or, like, where was the idea from this uh, book? 
Yeah, Flag Girl was not based on one person. It's based on the entire era of the 1980s of Philadelphia. And that's how I wrote the screenplay. You know, a lot of people get focused in on one girl. It's not just about her. I know I call it Flag Girl, but that word fly in itself came from the 80s and the 19, uh, the 1980s era, rather. And Philadelphia, the, the neighborhood that I broke down, which they call Uptown now, Mount Airy, Germantown, and West Oak Lane, those were the move-up areas of black people in the 60s and 70s. And so by the time that children came of age in the 80s, I moved up there, too, from West Philadelphia. Like Will Smith, I was born in West Philly, and I moved into this uptown Mount Airy area. And in the 80s, I mean, we were the fanciest black kids you could ever imagine. And so the whole book wow. I did came out of that entire era of Philadelphia, not just one person. We had tons of girls who were fly. You know what I mean? So I just created one girl to fit in that era, but the whole vehicle was about that era and the flyness that we all exuded, including the boys. You know, we got a lot of girls that's reading it and know it, but there's a lot of cool guys in there, too, because Tracy wasn't going to date no uncool dudes, and so all the guys that she was talking to were extra cool as well, and you get to meet all of them in the screenplay uh, and and in the, the movie. And so it's about the era, not just one girl. Awesome, awesome. So this uh, the screenplay. Um, what are readers going to be able to um, find out from um, reading this? Well, I mean, yeah, you're going to read it and find out. You know, I'm going to tell them you got to go ahead and check it out. But I can tell you this, I'm <laughs> not going to cover 400 pages in a screenplay. That, and that's the thing of people, isn't it just like the book? It's not because I don't have, you know, 400 pages. So I'm not starting at six years old like the book did. That's a waste of time. I'm going right <laughs> to the beef years of 15 to 17. Those are the key years. I'm not doing some kiddie story. That's not going to happen. We're going straight to those teenage years when she's in the middle of things. So that's what you can expect. I am not starting at six years old. I don't have time for that. I got to go right to the teen years where she's getting in the middle of everything. And so you're going to have a much more intense and mature vehicle that's right in your face in the 1980s. And it's definitely going to be a period piece. But we're talking about one of the coolest eras ever. You know, people got to remember that hip-hop was really spawned in the 80s. It started in the 70s, but it really took off Mm -hmm. in the 80s. Gold chain wearing, all the designer clothes, the house parties, the the, the playground parties, all that celebrityhood of rappers and stuff, the break dance and the graffiti. Uh, But the 80s was it. Are you kidding me? And so a lot of people (laughs) ask me, oh, how how are the new people going to relate? I'm like, are you kidding me? We had the flyest era. That was the era where black people took over, you know, America. You know, they yeah. started copying everything we did, you know. So you got to remember how fly the 80s were, and they will definitely see that when this movie pop off because every scene is about flyness, you know what I mean? Every character is about flyness. And so it's going to be cool to see how they respond to all that because they're going to walk out and say, man, I wish I was in that era. <laughs> no question about it. <laughs> so it's going to be fun, fun to shoot. And fun to see these young people respond to it. And the irony is the young people have to be casted in the movie because I can't play no young people. All the people that came up in the 80s, we hitting 50 now. You know what I mean? So we yeah. got to cast all these young people. So they're going to watch themselves in a the movie. They haven't had any movie where you have 30 and 40 young people in an all-in-one movie. And that's how the 80s wow. was because we didn't have no cell phone. Think about it. We had no cell right. phone sitting in the house. No. Texting people and social, we were outside at all right times to show off with other humans outside at the playground, at the block parties, 
on the avenue, walking around the neighborhood. We were out and about because it wasn't no social right. media and, and laptops exactly. and stuff like that. It, it was each other. Yeah. So that that's where you got to shoot this movie where it's wide angles and a lot of neighborhood shots where you can see all the people involved. You know, so that's what you can expect from the screenplay. It's hot and piping, but you have that whole 80s feel. In the 80s, I got to say, you know, of course, I'm biased, but we had the coolest ever. <laughs> and we still got the <laughs> coolest people. Let's think about it. Let's think about yeah. it now. Jay-Z is from the 80s. Puffy is from the 80s. Nas is from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Dr. Dre and, and right. all the N.W.A. dudes are from the 80s. We all Will Smith is from the 80s. You know what I mean? So you're talking about iconic hip-hop dudes all coming from the oh, 80s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I was born yeah, so in '84. So oh, see that so you you a '90s '90s kid, late yeah. '90s kid. <laughs> but, but I do I did get a chance to experience a lot of the things that you just talked about. You know, like where we didn't have social media and we were out and about socializing. And I think the '80s trickled on over into the '90s because the '90s was fly too. So <laughs> yeah, we were yeah. loud and out there. Yeah. So I I enjoyed that. And um, I thank you for breaking that down about this screenplay because it's so important for people to know this is not just a book. You know, this is just, you know, uh, yeah. the, another version of Fly Girl, which a lot of people, well, that, well, that's you the know, thing. It's like uh, some people, some people, some people are asking, like, why do I read the screen? It, it's different from it's not the same as a book. And reading the screenplay helps me out because now every time a person downloads a screenplay, you know, everybody's crazy about numbers now. And so now the investors are watching that, you know, all the people are watching that. So I've been trying to push for a million downloads. If we get a million downloads, you know what I mean, not only am I having money now to pay for the Joker, but now everybody in Hollywood is like, he sold a million copies of the screenplay. That's automatically going to get done because then they know that we are dead serious about that movie. So a lot of people don't understand you can't wait around. you got to vote for it now. You know, I, I told this young yeah. lady that this this morning. She said, I'm I'm going to wait for the movie to come out. I said, look, if everybody mm-hmm. waited for Cardi B's album to come out instead of getting behind her singles, then she would have never had an album. You got to support. Right. And that's where you get the big things when you support it early. And so you got to support the screenplay to make sure that we can get this thing made with the budget that we want to have. And right. I definitely want a big budget to be able to shoot everything properly. Right. And, I, and I'm glad yeah. that you're explaining that because I definitely want people to understand how important it is to support this project and how important it is to push definitely. it because, you know, people, uh, like, they don't know. Sometimes people don't know. They're like, oh, you know, it's just another book or whatever. But you're breaking it down so that they do understand that this is, this is something that we need to get behind. Um, don't wait yeah, until they cast it. And, and, and right now, we need to when, be you, when you it talk now. about, when you talk about this younger generation, it's almost like they want to ignore and forget their own history. You know, and it's like they have right. a disrespect for their elders. And it's like, yo, man, we started all the stuff that you're now pushing and doing. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that whole mm-hmm. hip-hop thing that you guys have been on, but it's 40 years old now. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like not brand new. And so we got to get these guys to understand how cool their elders were who started all the stuff that they're, you know, continuing now. Of course, Most we didn't definitely. have cell phones and, 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 and laptops and stuff that they have and social media, so that's new. But a lot of the energy and the coolness and the inner city hipness that came from black people came right from us. And then, of course, the 60s had their era and the 50s had their era and the 40s had their era. So it was always important for black people to understand who they are and how they continue to recreate themselves. 
Mm-hmm. That's very true. A lot of young people are not trying to educate themselves uh, on those who paved the way, you know, let alone acknowledge those who paved the way for right. them. So uh, you're right. I definitely agree on that. Um, now, I know that the screenplay is available on Amazon, but are, where else is it available at for those looking to download people that have, Yeah, people that have Nook or Barnes & Noble, they can download it. And then if you have iBook on your iPhone, you can download it there as well. And then any other vehicle where you download eBooks, you can download the screenplay. And so it's available on every different way in which you can download eBooks. Okay, but I push Amazon because that's the most popular one. Mhm. Um, and I have yep. to ask you, um, what uh, about the digital age now? We know that everything is, you know, tends to be now. It's on social media. It's for like download the ebooks and so forth like that. How do you feel about that? Like the, you know, now that everything's so digital, do you feel like that's a good thing? Because you you came up during a time where it was more so like y'all wrote your books. You had to get out there and market those books, and now everyone's like. We want the we want it now, you know. So how do you feel about that versus now? Do you like it better with ebooks? No, it's physical books are always the same. When you got boxes and you got physical stuff to sell, and then you can sign physical books. You can't sign an ebook. You know what I mean? So mm. we all love the physical books, the smell of books, the cover designs, the having the boxes, the, yeah. the actual moving of physical products. There ain't no way no author's mm-hmm. gonna like ebooks more than physical books, but you have to change. Yeah, you got to change with the times and understanding that yeah. that's where we are now, so you have to adapt to it, but no author who's a serious author is going to like e-books over physical right. books. That's not going to happen. Right. I agree. Um, I, I have my own copies of books, so I love to have that hard copy, you know, but um, as a young writer myself, um, I've always had people to say, well, well, will this be available as an e-book? You know, and I'm like, why you don't want the paperback? Why you don't want the hard copy? That's better, you know, just to have that on the shelf, that preserved copy, you know. So I just wanted to know what your opinion was on that. And um, I yeah, also want to physical copies you, always going to be dominant, yeah. Yeah. So I, I also wanted to ask you, because, like I said, you've been writing forever, you know, you're very seasoned right. in this. Um, what techniques do you use as for, for those who are inspiring writers, you know, like this, um, looking to be like you? Um, what techniques do you use as far as with your writing? Like how do you um, get outside a writer's blog? Like how do you deal with it? Like what what do you do to produce a great book? Well, you can see that dog is barking there, but, but for the most part I have a, a whole consultation that I do for individuals. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't have writer's block. I tell people all the time that writer's block is all about the fear of your own words. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. to get past that, we've got to all understand that, you know, the creative ideas is about genius and craziness. So we really have to accept the fact that you got different ideas and not be afraid of putting them down like that. This daggone dog mm-hmm. now. <laughs> He's part of the interview. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have the writer's block thing because, you know, I, I understand that you, you're going to be creative, so you got to take chances and let it flow. And a lot of times people right. stop themselves from letting it flow because they're always asking, should I write this? Could I write this? Is this the right way to do it? 
And in the meantime, they're not writing anything. And so you're blocking yeah. yourself. You know what I mean? So you just got to let it flow. Get later, rewrite it later. But you can't keep second-guessing yourself or you're never going to write anything. And so all writers have to be confident enough to put out what they're putting out and just let it flow. And, you know, so if you're not mm-hmm. going to do this, it's the same thing with singers. You know, it's a lot of people that, oh, I want to sing songs, but then you give them a microphone. Oh, not right now. I'm not ready yet. I mean, look, if you're going to sing, right. then jump up there and do it. You know, so it's the same yeah. thing with writing. You got to do it and not be afraid of it, you know. Right. And I'm a morning person. I also, every time I come up with a story, I come up with the beginning and the ending every single time because if you don't know how you're going to end it, you can't finish the story. So you always come up with the ending as quickly as you can. Okay, how do I end this? So you know you can work toward that ending from start and then the middle and everything else. And so I always create stories with the, the, the first part, how am I going to open this thing up, and then how am I going to end it. And then I always come up with titles early, too. We get some people that have working titles that they don't know what they're going to call it. I can't write that way. I have to have a subject knowing exactly where I'm going and exactly what I'm researching. I can't write anything where I got a working title and I don't know what I'm going to call it. I have to have exact execution on what I'm writing about. And that's easy for me to do because I always have topics and subjects you know, with my journalism degree. So I always come up with easy ideas. This is the title, and I go right ahead and do it. And then a lot of my titles have been straightforward. Fly girl, single mom, a do-right man, for the love of money. They're just straight titles. I don't have those crazy titles right. like around the world. And you know what I mean? Like If I call it around the world, that means somebody traveling around the world. I, I My titles are exactly what's happening. I don't come up with them exotic titles where somebody got to ask you, what's this book about? If I say that book right. is called single mom, what you think that book is about? You know, <laughs> you know what, what it's mean? about. <laughs> if I call it, yeah, if I call it a do-right man, what you think that book is about? You know what I mean? So I don't come up with these yeah. exotic titles. I call it exactly what it is, and that allows the marketing to be easier. Mhm. Okay. Well, I really uh, appreciate you, like, taking the time out of your day. I know, like, you're busy um, pushing this script, and um, I'm super excited that you took a few minutes to just join me and share with the listeners um, about this and how important it is. I really want everyone that um, that's listening in to definitely get out there and support this, go download it, get a copy, so that we can see this up in theaters. Because I've been waiting. So, you know, being a fan of the book, I've been waiting. So I definitely want to see this up on the big screen. So, again, I just thank you for being on here with me and um, sharing more details about this screenplay. Well, I thank you for having me on here. I got to do as many interviews as I can and keep doing them. All right. All right. Well, thank you all for yeah. tuning in on today, um, listening to New York Times bestselling author Omar Tyree discuss his latest screenplay on Fly Girl. Be sure to go and download it. It's available now on Amazon. Be behind this project and help push it so that it's successful and it's in theaters. Be sure to also follow Stardom 100 radio on iTunes and on iHeartRadio. Thank you, Ms. Omar, and you have an awesome day. All right, you got it.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.